When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And welcome, everyone, back to the Black and White Podcast. Life might not be black and white, but we are. My name is Marie. And my name is Katie. I did it. You played the shit out of that. Well done. Play all day. <laughs> Love it. So I, I there will be no disrupt in the release of the podcast because uh, we record these fairly early. But um, uh, ha- we skipped last week just because I had an insane old week last week. <laughs> but how was your last week? How what's new? What's going on? You know, last week was a crazy week. I had hella interviews. I just, you know, was busy, busy, busy. I'm just even looking at like last week, and then. Yeah, I mean, as busy as my life can get right now, right? Sure. Um, sure. But yeah, I had I had some good interviews. Um, I don't know, like, I'm just trying to, I think, to me, like, what I got done was I didn't, like, sink into a hole of depression. So I think sure. that that's always, <laughs> I feel accomplished. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's a huge yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel a little bit like last week was I could feel the fog lifting um, in some senses. Uh, I, I still very much so sad, but I feel like there's something about the fact that uh, my dad has passed that really has granted I want to say more relief than I realized in that so much of the depression was waiting and watching mm-hmm. and like hating it. So um, when I felt that like fog lifting, like I started cleaning a little bit and um, went on longer walks and got shit done and had hella interviews. And um, yeah, I mean, I didn't get did that any feel of the jobs. Or did that feel <laughs> uh, mm, well? <laughs> That you know of, right? Like, I mean, yeah. A week's worth of time, you know, you don't always know. I know. Right? I guess I could still wait to hear back from some. I just, I don't know. Um, I don't know when, you, when you're supposed to, like, write them. My mentor says I'm supposed to do it, like, follow up, but I hate doing that. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm, you might be ghosting me, but just in case you're not, I'm still interested. Like, what do I do? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think that was one of the things that I had been working on the last couple of weeks as well is like the follow-up emails, which 
always a ton of fun to just be like, hi, I'm still desperate. Are you? Um, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I just right. Yeah, no. My bills so, are getting paid. Would you mind emailing me back? <laughs> would you mind uh, know whether or not you want to employ me? Yeah, no. Um, I I've been working on just kind of my phrasing on those things and like, hey, it was a delight meeting you. Thank you so much for this. Maybe throw in a joke of like something that maybe we connected on or something like I. I did that with one interview where I was just like, oh, and by the way, here's the information on that crazy thing I told you about. Uh, and um, <laughs> if you'd like to set up another meeting, please let me know like what time works best for you. Otherwise, like great talking to you. Like just human level is what I've been kind of focusing on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man. yeah. I've got, a, I've got I'm, another I'm, interview tomorrow. So that's that's good. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I need to be better about that, but I also just hate it. (laughs) I I just hate it. There's something to be said about like, if the part of the process doesn't work for you, I think that's something to take into account too, where it's like, I, if you don't feel genuine in sending an email like that, yeah i mean look i i might be just talking out of my ass my unemployed ass <laughs> you know like who knows whether or not my <laughs> advice is good or not but right. like if it doesn't work for you and if it doesn't translate as truthful then don't do it like the last thing you want to do is force a relationship that just isn't working <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? right you maybe know, just... disingenuous what no never i don't think you have a disingenuous bone in your body it's that's the worst part is that it's all coming straight at you even (laughs) the worst of me like the worst things i said like i mean that in that small minuscule moment i won't mean it later when i'm really sad that i was capable of that but like yeah it's (laughs) all me like coming at you fair enough but so wait, so you've got a job interview this week, right? What I do I actually I have two I, well, here's the weird thing is that I've technically booked three jobs of like just random contract work. And I've got two interviews this week. And that's the the craziest part about that is like, okay, how do I balance it where I can still get my contract work done in time? while interviewing for these like full-time positions while all this other stuff is going on like yeah. it's just like oh my gosh the the juggle of like just being unemployed is insane to me like yeah i've never been more busy in my life than when i'm unemployed <laughs> yeah. i know i i have like i made a schedule for myself yeah cuz other it's weird like what am i doing why am i so busy but i'm not so busy it's also confusing i don't know what i'm doing in life actually here, <laughs> actually here is the tried and true rule. no one knows what they're doing when people are a part of a job they have a set schedule so they know like okay at this time i have to do this but like when you're not there's so much time to do so many things and there's also like a part of at least my brain that wants to have vacation time or it's like well i've worked so hard so long for so many different things and so many different companies 
why can't I just have a breather and a break? <laughs> well, that's so funny you said that because I was just telling Nico, I was like, I need a vacation. And it's a weird thing because I would like to have work off where I, I mean, work off, just have a time where I'm not obligated to anything. And I think that's a difference. And like, I don't work right now, but I have so many obligations. One, mostly to myself, right? I have to fucking keep trying and I have to keep doing this and I have to entertain these damn phone calls and fuck, I don't want to. Yeah. But yeah, need a vacation from my unemployment. My unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, uh, but it's also like, yeah, no, I, I, I would love to just sit on a beach and not think about the emails and the task completion and the like i i filled out so many forms in the last couple of weeks because of the like three random jobs that i booked and which is a fun story i told a story last podcast about um a certain uh, two certain famous actors in a dream um, oh that's right that's right yes 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 which and i and i told marie via text this and i'm technically this podcast will probably release well after i've uh done this project but i'm still under an nda but part of that dream kind of came true which was weird <laughs> i love that, it like like i did book something with uh one of those people so if you didn't listen to the last podcast i suggest going back um go back i booked a random get like what weird kismet that like that lined up and um and it's nothing that i will be seen nor heard from but i'm i'm excited because they're putting me up in a hotel like i'm very excited because it's like it's a small gig but it's like it's something that's kind of up my alley and um I'm excited. I it's I feel like it's my brain and my body saying like you're on the right track you have to go through a lot of just like bullshit. And I know I've said this in other episodes, but I still maintain that I have to keep telling people my intention of what it is I want to do in every like job perspective or application or whatever. I'm like, I have to keep re acknowledging this is my goal in life and like saying like, this is what I really want to do. And like saying, thank you so much for the offer, but no, like for things that don't meet that goal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. based any of that, where it's like, maybe it's like, it's an okay job and it's presented to you and you know, maybe it's less pay or maybe it's whatever, or maybe it's completely off the rails of what you want to do. But I feel like I've had so many challenges in the last couple of weeks of like people being like, hey, would you be interested in doing this job? Like, like the dream that was like the bartender, like, would you be interested in like serving or something like that? Like, you know, uh, at this point in life and at this point, like, I know I can do that and I know I can do that well, but I know I need to say no and thank you yeah. and move forward in the things Oops. that I know I can do. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's funny because i feel like a lot of the jobs that i've also gotten rejection for should have been i shouldn't have probably entertained them anyways like i wasn't really gonna want to work there anyways so yeah Do you, can you talk about those jobs or yeah um i mean i just did a few like there's this partnership job where i got to like the third interview 
But then I read um, Glass Door. And I had been reading Glass Door since I got the written review. The thing mm-hmm. is, the people I was interviewing with and dealing with were very kind, very good people. But uh, the CEO or the founders were known to berate their their employees on Slack yeah. and just like things like that. Like that, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, especially I hate passive aggression. Yeah. And especially from my uppers, because I will like, I don't have time. Like, I don't care that you're my boss. Like, why? You don't need to, or you don't need to call me out publicly. That's just not what we're doing here. If, ugh, just gross. Yeah. So there's a couple other things too. And like, there's startup um, and there's a lot of startup, like, what's the word? Bullshit that yeah. they're not through yet. <laughs> you know, they're just like mm-hmm. five people doing one job still status, like figuring it out on your own, which is fine, but I'm not doing that anymore. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to aimlessly go to a job where there's no structure. No, yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. No, I, I, I think that's a really good way to set that boundary for yourself. Um, yeah. To just say, like, hey, these are the things that I will I will no longer put up with. And yeah, it, it's funny because I, I so we had um, Mark's brother was getting married this week and we had a lot of discussions about like boundary setting and, you know, how mm. much should we be involved? How much should we not be involved and things like that? And it's funny because okay. our concepts of boundaries, I feel like really vary from situation to situation understandably so but i at least as a white woman i'm very hesitant towards boundary setting because i'm afraid i'm going to offend someone or i'm going to make it appear as though i am mad at them um Mm. when it's really a self-preservation boundary right in terms of job or whatever the case may be um but I feel like I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable recently being like in saying in just saying the word no <laughs> and, and confidently yeah. so. Yeah. <sighs> Do you ever I, feel that? <laughs> I think there's some things I'm better about saying no about. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm just I've never I'm 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 afraid that I'm gonna be in my grave with people walking on you know walking. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, you know, I I am trying to be better about that. But I notice what I do is I just um, disconnect from people I think are boundary crossers, and then deal with the people who do you know what I mean? I feel like I do that a lot sooner. Like, ooh, we're not this isn't gonna work. Um, But I I probably could be better. I was just thinking, um, I was watching this thing about people pleasing and I'm definitely a people pleaser, but I don't think I realized really? I was a people pleaser and I not a like, I'm not like a typical people pleaser. I just yeah. don't care. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Like, I Oh, like is that complete antithesis to a people pleaser is someone who doesn't but, care, but like, tell me how it works for you. I think that I'm like, in the sense that I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to fight with you. Um, if the, Is that going to make you happy? All right, let's just do it your way. Because um, I, I don't care enough. Um, even if it's not working in my best interest or I'm going out of my way, it's like, okay, is this going to shut you up faster? So that's what I mean by people pleaser. And that's like, I if it's going to make you happy, whatever. Sooner. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's like, but I'm... And I... There, 
I'm not getting anything out of that though at the same time. And I, there was this little TikTok going around just because you're easy to please doesn't mean, um, you shouldn't ask for more or something like that. And I'm realizing that's a big problem for me is like, um, so I, that's a, I, I just don't have boundaries about a lot of things. And I'm realizing a lot of people have hella boundaries around just it's, even if like your the way they their personal space or their time or the way you know um, like there's things that Nico does that drive me crazy because it's just not how I want to live but it's what am I gonna do about it like do you know what I mean like that's well, I, yeah, I mean, there there are always things, especially in relationships, that, like you kind of give like either passes to or it's like, I wouldn't do this for most people, but for you, because I love you, like, I, you know, yeah. that's fine. Um, but do you place yourself in any kind of priority in, in those kinds of boundaries? Well, because sometimes I feel like it's still, like, okay, can I just tell you so, one thing and yes. they're going to laugh because it's. It's, I don't even know. Maybe it's not even in the right area or subject, but I hate when people don't put the toilet down sure. before they flush. Sure. Um, you know, people have done studies, da, 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 whatever, the, the, but the, the, like, the poop particles. Yeah. The, the <laughs> floating right? the air. No, I, I'm, I'm right? aware. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Put the, put the fucking lid down. Please just put it down. <laughs> put the goddamn lid down i need you to put the fucking lid down they don't put the lid down they don't do it or they really think they're slick they just can't i'm getting so annoyed with them just talking about it <laughs> they think they're slick and they'll go and then they'll flush the toilet and then put the lid down and i'm like that is not <laughs> the same but it's not the same it's like i'm like I was like, okay, I want you to understand because especially because I shower, I, I'm one of those people who brushes my teeth in the shower. So I usually have a okay. toothbrush and toothpaste in the shower and a toothbrush and toothpaste in the general tooth. I don't know sure. why. It just, it just saves time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm like, my toothbrush is sitting here in the shower, which is next to the toilet. I'm just like imagining poop flying on my to- my toothbrush all day. And so everyone's like, yeah, put it away. But no, like there's other things. There's loofahs, there's shampoo bottles, like towels. we're just towels, like but it's like something that like I don't I don't think they're gonna like I, I don't know how you ask like to me that's it really does ick me out it really makes me ick. I just can't stand it everybody who's lived with me knows it's one of my things um and I don't is that a boundary no I don't know but I'm like whatever there's nothing I could do about it because I'm just weird <laughs> you know, no, I I wouldn't I wouldn't consider that weird per se. I would I I would consider that something that like means something to you. So maybe it's more of a communication with your partner type of thing. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> that say that was a boundary, but I think there are things that you could put up. Like, is there a shower curtain between your shower? Yes, toothbrush and I close and- the shower curtain. They don't. They're not a shower curtain closer. Gotcha. Gotcha. Let me just tell you, I've tried. That's what I'm saying. Is like, but at the same time, I'm not making a big, big deal out of it. So, like, 
but I, it does really irk me. Like it's something that I, and they hate that I bring it up over and over again. And I'm like, it, but I don't bring it up and say, please don't do this. Do you need, I was like, I'll put a sign there. I'll do something. But I, I guess to me, it's like more like, why don't you get what, why don't you get why I don't get why you wouldn't want to do that. But I'm like, maybe, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't get why you want to do it, but like. Right. Well, because it sounds like you presented your argument of like, hey, poop articles. Um, and that may not have resonated to some degree. <laughs> that <just> Nico. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and that's, that's the thing. Sometimes with partners, it's like some things don't always resonate. And it's like, I I often think of like, is it, is it the way I'm communicating it? Uh, it like, if this is something super important to me, like maybe I've communicated this like as like a teacher con- like instruction as opposed to as something like this personally for me and for my personal hygiene. Like this means a lot to me, and like mm. it, it, almost touching it on that point as opposed to uh, you know, hey, when this happens, I need you to do this. Like. I there there are times that like because I am not as clean as Mark is and that is a very like everyone knows it like I am the messy one (laughs) really yeah well like I like I like a clean kitchen but everything else I'm like I don't give a fuck like (laughs) because my brain is so scattered to begin with like things are just everywhere and I'm just like it's the scattered like organization where I'm like I know where things are generally speaking but you know they they might be in a pile somewhere and i just know where in the pile it is right <laughs> like, right scattered brain but when when mark tells me like hey i feel calmer and my anxiety is calmer when this like section or like this part of things is clean that hits a chord with me where it's not like necessarily a boundary it's more of like a connection point where i'm like oh, this I know calms him in these types of, th- types of things. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure that this is clean uh, in like a short right. or like whatever, um, as opposed to just being like, I don't know, I'll deal with that later. That's my my whole thing is that like, if I can deal with it later, it's, it's done. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm yeah. not doing it for like days. Yeah. But, oh. Maybe that's not a good example of a boundary then. I don't know. (laughs) I just don't care about shit that, like, I should care about, even if it inconveniences me. Like, if it's, like, the the convenience is not having people bug me. Right? Like, I just, (laughs) like, don't, don't ask. I don't want, don't take up any more of my social energy with this shit. Yeah. My social tank is going to fill up. But that that is a boundary at that point then then like my mental capacity cannot take this that that would be a boundary absolutely i think the one boundary i need to be better about and it's really i think this is the way I people please because i don't say anything about it is mm. um i don't like people texting me bad news my family does it all the time. Oh, jeez. I can't stand it. It's really You'd that. Rather call. I'd rather call. Yeah. And not some macabre message. Like, just say, hey, give me a call back. Don't, because. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Don't get me anxious before I call you. Yeah, and that because what makes my family anxious is sometimes it's like I just have to process through with my mom. Like, well, okay, well, I think this is going to be an easier solve than this. Like, let's just not do it. So if you call, text me, we don't have a car anymore. It's broke down and we're never going to be able to drive again. I'm like, whoa, fuck. Um, okay, I'm sh- taking a shit right now and now my now it's diarrhea all of a sudden because i'm so anxious like you're never what can i help my mom with and i'm just and then i call her and it's something different that felt so panic induced i don't know i just i don't i don't like things that shoot up my stress level unnecessary i mean i guess there's nothing you could do about it but i can't I think you're onto something there too because a, a text message almost feels devoid of feeling or like the connection of feeling where it's like when you hear someone like you can have like an emotional connection of feeling and thought or it's like hey just to, wanted to let you know like via voice like this happened or like this came up or this doctor's appointment revealed this or whatever that's yeah. That has like something where you have a shared experience where you can almost monitor each other's voices or emotions. And if it's on FaceTime, facial expressions or something like that, communicating via text. And this is why I've had a lot of friends that were like, oh, I should just break up with them via text. I'm like, unless they're a psychopath. I, I'm, no. all, I'm a big proponent of like talk to somebody on a human level, because if you're in a human relationship, you should be able to communicate on a human like, level. Um, and I think that's everyone deserves that. Um, even if it's, you know, a blow up or something like people deserve to like truly experience the emotion and the feeling behind it because texting just takes on so many different aspects. Like you, you read so much into texting. God, yeah. And my mom doesn't know how to say anything calm because she runs her life on, on 20. Oh, um, and I don't. Um, so yeah, the text will be like, oh my God. And just like, you know, it's equivalent to um, the, you know, people not thinking about it is equivalent to having the person laying you off sit there with their camera on. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm keeping this fucker. In. I don't care. I'm not yeah. This no, this is I. This is because no. it's bad. It's bad. Like, and I'm so sad that I. That's what I'm saying. I have no. I didn't even have the. I, I think it's the the thought process to think. Turn on your goddamn camera. Like as soon as you found out, everybody like was like, yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say is I'm just like what I'm so used to being kind of walked all over. I don't have things like, I don't ask for respect. I don't ask for like courtesy. I don't ask for any of that uh, because it's gotten in me in trouble when I've asked for it before or doesn't, or nobody fucking cares. So I don't know. Well, I not I think that is a a bit of a theme, but like, I would like to encourage you just personally, like you do deserve respect and to be treated like a human being and to be treated as an equal. Um, When I, cause so during the process of our layoffs uh, of our previous company, I remember you telling me that like a certain person did not have their camera on, which I just, in general, if you're having some kind of big meeting, 
I find that very rude on a human level. Um, and so when it came around time for me to basically get my layoff, um, <laughs> I was like, you better turn your camera on. I want you to look me in the eye and tell me to my face when this happens. Um, because I, look, I, I don't ever want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. I understand the reasons for people having their cameras off for their own comfort or for their own privacy. Um, however, if you're delivering some kind of news, I want you to communicate with me on a, yeah. on a distance level. Um, and a distance level can be protective of the person who is trying to be distanced. And I respect that. Um, however, if I'm the one that is being <laughs> laid off or <laughs> whatever, like, I don't care about your feelings at that point. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or, or being told one thing or another. Or, or honestly, being the person who's being broken up with. Like, and that's why I tell my friends who are like, I think I should just break up with him. I'm like, okay, well, the, tell them, but tell them yeah. either in person or on the phone. I was like, don't tell them in text. Unless, unless it's like, unless it's a psychologically damaging thing to you as a person. Like, there are obviously contingencies for any situation. But, uh, you know, unless the person is just batshit crazy and you cannot be in the per- in the room with them, I totally get that. Like, you physically don't feel safe. But a good portion of the time, that is a, that is a minority of situations. If if you are breaking up with someone on a career level or a relationship level, right, treat them like a fucking human being, even if it's the first time you've done it. <laughs> right, right. Like, uh, just fucking hate you. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, turn your goddamn camera on. Um, by the way, so, sorry for all the jiggling and jive. I was like, you're gonna have to edit out so much bullshit because I'm sitting over here lighting up. I was like, oh wait, this Katie's day completely. I just realized that's what I do the whole time. You're fine. Uh, you're fine. Uh, which so um, I've actually gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm editing and also loading them into the system and. Luckily, we are now getting sponsored by a couple of ad services, which is really cool. So hopefully that also helps us um, make a little cash on the side while we search for jobs and do all these other things. But in uh, that respect, I, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. Weebly, we will be right back after these brief messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, yeah, I just needed to leave a little bit of a brief pause. <laughs> we got to do that now. 
Yeah, we gotta Shit. do that. We have like we have mid roll now, which is kind of cool. We have we have ads in the beginning, ads at the end, and then we'll have a mid roll ad. We'll have like two mid roll ads in the middle, um, which is cool. And we are we are getting listeners, which is also very cool. I know. I would. I have to share. I I want to share yesterday's. Yeah, I was gonna share it yesterday, but I also want to say something about it because I felt like it was really interesting that it was the day after Father's Day that I heard it, and it yes. was the first time I, I listened to it and I cried. And but it's also just um, I hear my I feel hear how sad I am, and it's a weird thing, um, and not in a bad way. It's just. Um, um, Sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit robotic. I worry. And I know I'm a crier, but I'm also like, I cry, I move on, I cry, I move on. Like, I'm pretty good, I think, about conquering despite all the bullshit I'm going through. And yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. It was just nice to hear. Like, I was like, okay. So um, I got to share it and all that good stuff. I, I got to be more consistent about that. But um, it was a really I want so I want to share something about my dad and Father's Day along with that episode. So I just wanted to think of something to say that was a little bit more yeah. a little more more depth and then share so that episode. Brief catch up for the audience um that is listening. Yesterday uh was Monday and that was when uh the release of the third episode happened and it was the day after yeah. Father's Day, which I told our producer, I was like, I didn't realize that the day after Father's Day was going to be the episode that we released where you uh, told us that your your father passed away, and I was like, "What a crazy!" And I w- I was a little nervous because like, you know, we we go through quite a bit with that episode, and it it is labeled people should talk more about death because we should we should just in general, and it's a beautiful. And I told, I think I actually told Nico, I was like, I love this podcast and doing this podcast with you because it's a raw podcast like we just <laughs> talk like there's not i there's only like a couple things i edit out just for like technicality stuff but like for the most part i don't edit out just our opinions or our talks or like our rawness which yeah. i think is important because we are saying things that are very true and what we are experiencing in the moment um and uh our producer matt kelly which shout out to geek state network thank you again um, he texted me and he's like, I, by the way, I just listened to the third episode. I think you should be really proud of it. And I sent that off to Marie and I was like, this is really cool. I personally didn't have time to go back and listen to it, but I, I was very interested to, um, and then Marie was like, I'm sorry, I didn't respond to you very quickly. I was going and listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also cool. Um, yeah. That was the episode that we are currently talking about, but yeah, yeah. please tell the story that you wanted to share. I want which story? Oh, just about how I oh, just listen to it and then, yeah, um, yeah. And it just um, I am like, it's funny how I don't feel any better, but I don't feel any worse in that day. Um, I think it's like a month later, a little over a month, um, but. I'm it's weird how like there's just these moments you catch like oh I wish I could watch that with dad or I'm gonna 
Oh, wait. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. So I think that's the kind of transition I'm going into now in the everydayness of his, you know. Um, I'm still very sad and I still have like nightmares about watching him die. Um, yeah. And I've not been accountable to going to a grief group. So I'm going to say it out that I hope by the next time we we talk, I will have at least gone to one grief group. Um, but it's the like, just, he's gone. Like we got his ashes, my mom, my mom cried a little bit and, um, we, but we had his memorial. I don't know if I talked about his memorial. Did I talk about his memorial? Not on the podcast. No. Oh, I haven't. That's okay. So, oh, I guess it was like. Maybe a little bit, but yeah. Might not have, actually might've been. We filmed the last one the day before his memorial, I think. Right. Is what happened. Yes. yes. So his memorial was great. Like it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Like I could have asked. I mean, there's some things I would have done different, but my mom and my sister, they, they don't need me for nothing. Like the two of them, it's like freaking frack. I don't know what they're doing with their lives, but they just doing everything. Cause they live together. Two <laughs> widows, two littles, two widows and my grand and my grand my granddaughter oh god of Egypt my niece um and so they took care of a lot of the details uh but there were all these people who came from all over um it was a full the 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 church was completely full um there were even people up in the banisters uh people sang my sister read a poem my other sister sang um one of his first like little i guess like i don't know i think of his like proteges she's just who i remember him spending years teaching like he taught her from very young to like old and she ended up taking his place at his last job so a lot of students who had taken his place came and or they had learned from him they had an orchestra play amazing grace um that was full of his former students and his choir and it was it was like a concert and then, um, like one kid was like, I never played piano before, before ninth grade year. And he's like, and Mr. Brand said I had to like learn this instrument if I wanted to be part of the jazz band. And so he learned it and he played a piece, um, that was just beautiful. So I don't know. It was like really cool. And then we were like, my aunt was there and I saw a whole bunch of my family. So it was like really fun and too because i got to see everybody my my cousin came and she saw the beach for the first time so it was like this amazing magical (coughs) ew i don't know what that was amazing magical sad time um we got to reminisce about my dad got to hear a lot of great stories and i think that you know when you're the child of a teacher um and I think I've said this before, that is not, he's not just mine. Like he belonged to the community in a big way. Um, yeah. And a lot, he changed these kids' lives. Like there's I, there's one kid who came who is now a band director at another school. And oh, wow. I know that kid was not doing anything. Like his whole family is <laughs> a mess. And he is, you know, he went to college, got his degree, came back as teaching, like, He's like got his life so together, and I don't know. Like that's, I'm just like whoa. Um, 
because there's a lot of chaos around him growing up. Um, I don't know. It's cool. I, I got to see how much he touched other people's lives. That was awesome. And I feel like I'm kind of rambling right now, but... <laughs> No, you're uh, talking about a very emotional <laughs> moment, a very momentous moment too, which I feel like it's funny because, you know, I, I buried my mom when I was 21 and it was a weird experience to go through um, because not many people had uh, experience with like how to deal with things after death and like like all the shit that like I had to like do like paperwork wise or like helping out with family or like resorting things or going through her apartment and like just you know reallocating things to different family members like not many people understand just like how hard and how much work goes into death <laughs> jeez everything it's so expensive God. like our yeah my sister and i was in college at the time my sister had recently graduated and um we we didn't even have a headstone for my mom for almost a decade because we just couldn't afford it um mm. and that that was a crazy thing to just be like hey who does does mom have an unmarked grave right now? <laughs> because that shit costs money. and Oh, yeah. Which is bonkers to me, but also makes sense. And, like, you know, there's there's the upkeep and there's, um, you know, the cutting of stone. And, like, there, there's so many different elements that you just don't think about because, like we said before, no one really talks about death and all that it entails. Jeez. It's not just the grieving and the emotional part, it's like a financial side on so many yeah. different levels, especially, I mean, I guess just in America, like I, there's so many different cultures that celebrate a life in such different ways that um, I just wasn't privy to when I was 21 years old <laughs> and navigating life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you don't always realize the impact that your parents have in other people's lives. And it sounds like your dad was just a consummate inspiration to so many people yeah and i love it because he wasn't like this and i know he's silly and goofy when you met him he was really kind of cheeky and charming but he also wasn't always a nice guy like that's what i love the most about it and like jeremiah the pastor who talked he's like yeah he could get pissed and he was an angry old man and but i think to have people see past that and like love him anyways is so beautiful because I know he wanted the best for everybody and you know he grew up in an era where that's where you just you just kind of stayed stoic and had a firm hand muscle through yeah 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 um but you know and he could you know sometimes ugh, my dad and I we could go toe to toe but uh, he I think when you saw him be goofy or like that same man who just was like disciplining you like reading a Chronicles of Narnia book and using all the voices and he had very good voices for all of them you kind of wow. like okay well and I think that's where he kind of gets that fatherly figure for so many because he's like I can love you I can be stern but I'm gonna. We're gonna have a good time, and I'm gonna teach you something cool. Um, 
And um, he got better and better that, at that as he got older. I think he was really um, at his prime teaching. He was, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I say I don't know a lot, but I do know. <laughs> why, do you, why do you think you say I don't know a lot? I think it's just my awkward transition to, like, kind of get out of t- stop. Like, to stop, uh, stop talking. talking. <laughs> yeah. Just what like, you I don't know. You're so... not, not rambling. <laughs> any chance, but yeah. you're definitely not rambling. Um, do you do you feel like um, that was like a good thing to set up to kind of? I mean, Father's Day was so close to when your father huh. passed. Like, yeah. do you think that? Like, did you feel like very fulfilled with this memorial service that like that made Father's Day a little bit easier or? You know, it's so funny because I was really indifferent to the day. And I'm realizing because I was always a bad daughter on Father's Day, period. <laughs> um, I wasn't Same. like, I was like, Dad, I owe you a gift. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. was what you got to you gotta go home. Um, it wasn't like I didn't run home. I know that there's better children out there in the world and Meanwhile, my youngest sister is like making him poems and drawings, and I'm like, what? You know? um, but I, I just, I really wish that was something that's in me, and I dream of being that person. But I, you know, I have moments or flashes of that kind of sweetness, but not, it's not a consistent thing for me. But I did, you know, it, it was, I think because I stayed off social media, that helped a lot. Um, because whenever I was like on and I saw people posting their fathers, that was what was hard. Um, I, you know, that was more it. Like, I think just seeing everybody's fathers are still alive or people celebrating like their fathers who have passed on. Um, it's just a constant reminder that like, I'm part of that club now. Like, uh, my dad isn't around. Um, I think that I got a little better seeing people with a hell of old ass dads. You know, <laughs> you know, sure. in their eighties and nineties, and you know, my dad died at sixty-five years old. That's it's not. I don't it's think not that old. But, you no, know, it's not. You know, it's not the prime of life, I guess, as people would call it. But at the same time, you know, you you were a bit robbed. You know, uh, of later year experiences. Yeah, he was like he was. I mean, he was go go going. There was nothing. You know, he. Well, he got on his little elliptical every morning wasn't eating the sugar and um wow. got you know he was regimented um i just boy oh boy yeah 65 was a little young and i you know yeah. and my aunt is 66 and He's like, uh, how'd I make it? I, he's like, I was a set, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, and I'm still here, you know, still ticking. Wow. It's like that's how it goes. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think it's uh, there is um, a really great channel that Mark and I are very into. It's a YouTube channel, and I don't know how to pro- pronounce this well uh because it's okay. a German word, and the german okay. word means in a nutshell and it's a great channel it's an animated channel and we we watch it for several different reasons mostly because we got into black holes but also because it has really great uh psychology and just different educational videos that are really interesting and funny as they are produced but it's called kurtzgott yeah. um, okay 
it's like K U R G E S E G T, or I think there's a Z okay. in there. I yeah. found it. Found it. Hey, um, <laughs> they they have a video that's um, so they have several videos that are just kind of like the ex- they give you the whole scale of the universe or the scale of just mm. everything in general and all sorts of different really great really well produced videos and at, at a certain point you start to kind of get this sense of like almost depression in all of this knowledge and they have a video that i think is amazing and beautiful and it's called optimistic nihilism where Ooh, it's like, literally in my eyes my eyes were drawn to that one immediately <laughs> that's so weird that? okay so go funny. ahead yeah optimistic nihilism uh, but it, they basically say that, like, hey, we, we know that we we present these, like, very big ideas and, like, the more knowledge that you have, like, more of the impending doom kind of seems to come around with all these different ideas and these uh, theories and things like that. Like, it, it becomes, like, something where it's just, like, oh, my God, if everything is so big and, like, we're just such a blip on the timeline, uh, like, what does this even really matter and, like, why does it... But they they discuss it quite beautifully in that like it's not that it doesn't matter in the long run it's that it's that it's a precious time and it's a precious moment you know like the the optimism comes from like we allow yourself to have a beautiful life allow yourself to have a beautiful life around others that you are coming into contact sure you might not be a name that lasts for thousands of years but also isn't that kind of nice to know that when you accidentally farted in that interview and it like amplified your screen on zoom like that's not gonna matter i mean i'm not saying that that's a personal experience but i'm saying that that probably happened to me at some point uh you know but like you know those embarrassing moments or those small things that like seem to matter you know that's that's not going to be the thing that's remembered but that's that's in essence okay and how beautiful is it that we also get the opportunity and the chance to make each day more wonderful not just for ourselves but for others um it i they say it better than i do (laughs) no i it's not it's not um it's weird because i'm gonna watch this video immediately after we're done But, um, because I, uh, I have been like self-realizing that I've become like dad's death triggered a little bit of nihilism in me in this. Um, and I was coming, I was kind of thinking about that and, but I was like, well, then if it doesn't matter anyways, do it better. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if it doesn't matter anyways, um, be happier. If it doesn't matter anyways, fuck it up. You know what I mean? Like, be the bad bitch. Be the bad bitch. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, I'm trying, like, it's, I have days where I very wary. I know, but I think this kind of, it's what's really helping me through this. I was trying to explain something so similar to my sister and how, there's so much regret that you house when someone passes. There's so many moments. There's so many things yeah. that like, 
oh my God, I didn't do this on this day and they didn't do that on this day and they didn't, or we didn't have this moment or we never got to do this. And honestly, then I think, oh my God, I've been released from that guilt, honestly, in the best way possible in that my dad doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> he does, he's not sitting yeah. up there caring. He doesn't care. He really doesn't. Like he is, if there's a heaven, he's living in his best life. And if there's nothing, then whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing. It's not, that's not on his list of worries right now. Like he's, they, 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 he's, he's, he's gotten, he won. He like, he achieved the next level. Right. Where he gets to not care about these things. Um, and I think there's some ways I wish I would have cherished moments more, but I think I'm also like, well, why don't you just cherish the good ones that you have and the bad ones don't have to mean so much anymore. They don't have to define who you are. I've almost got a clean slate in these ways. It's like the only other one who might be upset about that is got, you know, is, you know, playing, guitar with Jimi hendrix right now in heaven like i that's who's that's what he he's not worried about it um i don't know and i i I think you you hit it on the head is that i feel like a good portion of the time a lot of our anxiety is getting focused on the things that didn't happen or the things that went poorly as opposed to giving the space for the nihilism to only be about the bad or the things that didn't happen like okay the bad and the things that didn't happen or like the things that went wrong don't matter in the long run let them not matter in the long run but also go ahead and give the attention and cherish the moments that did matter and that did like that are the things that define like the the beautiful moments of you talking to the different students that like your dad had an impact with like those those do matter because they matter to you and because you are here and present in this time you get to have that joy and get to spread that amongst all things it it was funny because we had some family staying with us this last week and you know it was a long week of just different stressors of just like doing a wedding and whatnot and um and it was funny because towards the end we were we were excited for like things to kind of get back to normal. And we started Mm. feeling guilty of like, I, like I, I, I spent so little time with my family so often, like I feel guilty when they leave, but I'm also so relieved. And instead of thinking of like all the things that didn't happen or all the things that did happen that went wrong or whatever the case may be, like acknowledge those, but also know that like in the long run, it doesn't matter. Like the things that did happen that were beautiful and wonderful, I am going to cherish those. And like that, that phrase of like, may their memory be a gift, um, I think is so profound where it's like, may yeah. the good memories be a gift and the rest leave it to nihilism. Who cares in the long run? Who cares? it doesn't mean anything like it doesn't it's like i just yeah doesn't mean a damn thing i was just about to say something and i forgot what i was about to tell you oh i had something very clever to say and it was gonna be beautiful and amazing and you're gonna be impressed and you'll be like well that's it that's the podcast you know that's it that's our (laughs) tagline give yourself a moment think on it yeah I'll edit it in so it'll just sound profound and amazing. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> I'm just doing the best I can. And I have I, to say you're doing wonderfully. I know it may not feel that way, but I do think that you are doing wonderfully. Um, I the fact I I completely forgot to text you on Father's Day, and I texted you the day after, and I was just like, "How are you doing?" And you're like, "No, I'm actually doing well." I was like, "Good for you." Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to do well, even though it may feel like I am obligated to be grieving still or whatever. Like, yeah. don't feel guilty and and doing well. Yeah. And well, I think it's like also like. I am still learning through this process all the ways I'm going to grieve. Like, mm-hmm. it's not over. It's just transforming. Yeah. Yeah. I also had seven, eight months to deal with this. And I'm realizing, like, my dad was gone October 8th. Do you know what I mean? He was gone at a level that, um, you know, because that's the day he found out he was going to die. So something changed in him, too, right? I didn't have my dad as he was after that um and there was almost a quietness that became he talked a lot less and i just think he was probably reflecting and taking everything in so um i think i'm doing okay i think it was it's been real i think i would i would love to get rid of the nightmares jesus yeah. i could just not but taking it in stride i'm like trying to be more active Cause then I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm going through this. Like I want to be healthier so I can live the best I can just in case I end up dying like that. Like, I, you know, like cause you never know. I could get cancer and fuck. That's where everybody's going nowadays. Heart disease or cancer. Like it's looking good for me. So I want to be healthier now just to enjoy what I have left. Um, because I'm not as satisfied with life as dad was. So I want to go do more things. Like I don't have kids, so I get to do more. And instead of being bitter about, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I get sad about not having kids sometimes because I did want them at one point, but now I'm old and I just think it's just not in the cards. Um, But I'm also like, wait a second, go live, 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 live. Go do it all. Cause you get to, you get to. Yeah. wonderful thing it's funny because um over the weekend we did we did the wedding and um there was a little boy that was adorable who who knows mark and came up to mark and gave him a big hug and he's all of like three or four or something like that and he's like oh my broveries are screaming and <laughs> you know, uh, i was like okay well if you want a kid you can birth him out um yep there you go like immediately after like the kid the poor kid like fell at one point and like started just screeching crying and it was it was heartbreaking because we were like oh we wanted to come for him but his mom was taking care of him and he was he's fine he's nothing's broken nothing's hurt um but mark was like and then there's that and that's what makes me think oh good (laughs) like i don't have to i don't have to take care of someone 24 7 like i'm able to like kind of recuperate myself and like yeah that well, may, I, that may be to some people, but we're we're very happy about the prospect of being able to go out and do things. <sighs> yeah, uh, I yeah, why not? If I could just get Nico to get their passport, it would be on and popping. Well, and I gotta get a job, but that, there's that. Well, but I'm I'm trying to go somewhere. <laughs> the, the job will come. Here's here's the inevitable. The, 
I I do believe that we are both highly highly employable, and you of all people are incredibly employable. Um, the job will come. That's not the part that really you know matters. Like what whether or not you get paid is going to happen. You're going to get paid for something. Um, but you only have so much time on this weird rock floating in space, so might as well enjoy the ride as we're floating through. Why not? Well, yeah. you know. Any any plans for the rest of the week? Um, any goals? Uh, well, I've been trying. I'm still doing this bad bitch thing, like trying, yeah, like when yeah. I want, How's you know, going? whatever. I mean, it's not always winning, but when I like put it on, I'm like, okay, just do this. You're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, uh, uh. I'm rocking. I'm rolling. I love it when I'm doing it. Um, as for plans, it's Pride Weekend in San Francisco. Uh, Pride mm. Week. Uh, so um, I will be. Honestly, it's funny. I'm not going to be doing much partying as I'm actually working the event. Um, I'm working, which is good. It's good money. So I'm going to be working at San Francisco Pride's main stage, um, handling volunteers and things like that. So that's awesome. And um, hopefully get in a couple parties and some hugs over nice. the weekend. But yeah, um, awesome. it should be fun. It's a lot of, this is a crazy weekend. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy weekend. So, yeah. well, yeah. I, I hope you find your moments of uh, of peace and respite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so long, long days. Absolute blast in in planning and having fun. Um, I'm excited because uh, this week I've got I'm starting several random contract jobs, which are fun. Um, and then I will also be shooting that thing next week, which I'm excited for. And uh, I got a callback for a local sketch team, which I'm excited to do. And nice. Not only do I have like sort of an individual private callback, but they do another thing. Um, this is in Los Angeles, the Pack Theater, great theater. Um, okay. And I've gone to see those with them several times over the years and met a lot of great people. But they do a callback in front of a live audience of very supportive people that are big in the community and. Uh, I think I'm performing on the Thursday, so um, this will probably come out after that performance happens. But if you're in Los Angeles area, I highly recommend going and supporting your local sketch groups because uh, they were hit hard over the pandemic and there's a lot of great comedy out there. But yeah, check out the pack. Awesome. Yeah. That, sounds, that sounds like fun. That sounds like it's well, going to be a good time. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it is a good time. Yeah, no, it totally is, and it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And should um should I become like a mainstay player, I will make sure those dates are out and available for all um to see before it happens. But thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Black and White Podcast. Um, just remember everyone that the universe is chaos, so please be kind. That's me for Katie. I'm Marie. Uh, I have no clever saying yet, but uh, That's okay. don't be an asshole. I like that. I like that. <laughs> don't be an asshole. Don't be there an you asshole. go. I like it. I'm going to keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it safe. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you next time. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.